0: Social Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. On such an important day in our country, I'm sure the social studies questions
1: that have been posed today follow that suit of importance and
2: gravity. Maybe not. Uh, but it's time to get into social studies anyway. <laughs> All of the deepest important yes topics yes here's sarah kazell the pick 100%, 100%. us through it 100 hello there uh i am sarah kazell as i interrupted vince saying um we're on twitter <laughs> at bickley underscore morata I, I know that you introduce me every time but i'm like i don't know i feel like if you listen to social studies You know who we are.
1: But you always want to appeal to those new people who are tuning in for the first time. Hi, new people. Welcome, new people.
2: Welcome, new people. Follow us on Twitter, epically underscore Murata. That's where these questions go every single day. Well, Twitter is still a thing. You better hurry. As long as it's still around, (laughs) we will do social studies. All right. Uh, We are starting off with the Arizona Cardinals and taking out our frustrations on them this morning. I do feel like the fan base, for those who haven't already mentally and emotionally checked out, they are hitting peak frustration Mm -hmm. uh, after Sunday's loss to Seattle. We are asking of these four options, Dan and Vince, who are you most frustrated with right now? Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Keim, Kyler Murray, or Michael Bidwell? I want to hear Bick's
1: answer first. Yeah, I have I'm, mine. I'm going all the way to the top. Yeah. Michael Bidwell. That's where I would go, too. When something is fallen apart to this degree, it starts at the top and trickles it's, down.
3: Uh, listen, it, it's, and it's been going like this for quite some time. He, this is really, like I said in the blast, this is the most unnerving year I have seen since he has taken over the, the helm of the Cardinals from the study addendum clause to the stuff coming out from Patrick Peterson about emails placed on his seat to passing on talent to just all sorts. The, the contract extensions to Cliff and, and Steve Keim, all of it. It's just one after another after another. That's where it, it goes all the way to the top with
2: me. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with that, and I am surprised to see that he's getting a little bit of a pass from our listeners. 51% say Cliff Kingsbury is who they are most frustrated with right now. 23% said Michael Bidwell is who they are most frustrated with. 15% Kyler Murray. 11% Steve Kime. Uh, Stephanie H. says it starts at the top. While I'm frustrated with everyone on this list, Bidwill is ultimately responsible for extending their contracts when they had done exactly what to earn them. Right. Exactly. P. Becker also says it has to be Michael Bidwill, only person on this earth besides the families of Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury that believed they t- those two deserved an extension. Uh, Turd Ferguson, hello Turd Ferguson, says <laughs> I don't believe Steve Kime is getting enough heat right now for building the thinnest team possible and then Ryan says dude knows there needs to be a change but he won't change himself as the play caller referring to Cliff Kingsbury someone on the outside needs to give him a better perspective I mean, until somebody tells you to make a change, you just keep doing what you're doing and keep cashing in that check. That is true. All right, let's move on to our next question. The Indianapolis Colts did make a change at head coach yesterday. They fired Frank Reich and they replaced him with a former Indianapolis Colts turned ESPN NFL analyst, Jeff Saturday. Uh, He has some high school coaching experience. Three years at a school in Georgia. That's about it. Four games above five hundred, baby. They did make a state quarterfinals appearance. All right. Congratulations. Uh, we're asking which broadcaster would you most want to coach your favorite team. So pick your favorite team, and whoever you want to coach them. Which which famous broadcaster? I haven't clicked on the
1: thread here. But I know of a name that's probably going to be featured very prominently.
2: Let's hear it. Sean Payton. Is yeah. he on the list? He yeah. is on the list. That's like a cheat, though. It totally is. But there are a lot of coaches turned broadcasters turned coaches again. If I was They're
4: smart, which I'm which you're not. not always, I should have said, which broadcaster without any coaching experience? Yeah, you also them.
2: excluded a
1: verb. From I also excluded sentence. a word. Yes, yeah, so. yeah. That's all right. You also spelled Kingsbury wrong Look. in the last question.
4: <laughs> Come on, <laughs> <spirit>. <laughs> I, I you, have a headache. I didn't win $2 billion either. So oh, We'll get to that salty. in just a second.
2: Oh. Uh, Bic, do you have a pick or do you want to get into the Let's get into it. Yeah. All right. Kurt Warren. Was the most popular reply? That's a good good one. The people want Kurt Warner, absolutely. Sean Payton got a couple responses. Uh, Mark Schlereth, give us some straight talk for once, says Brian Anderson. I think Cliff is just lip syncing his broken record at this point. Uh, Mary Rollins submitted Julie Foudy, the soccer star. She says I went to her camps as a kid. She was an amazing teacher, role model, and she has the hardware to back it up. Plus, she's hilarious. We love that. Um, We have Ron Wolfley. Yes, my brothers and sisters. No, Wolf will
3: tell you he Wolf was a head coach once. And he t- and he'll tell you he was terrible. At he says he was right. the
2: world's worst. He does head coach mm. at Phoenix College. Go I Bears. did not know that. Yes, and then someone submitted Pat McAfee as the broadcaster turned coach. That That'd certainly be, would be a fun time. Would he you drink fun, on that job? Fun <laughs> press
4: conferences. He would not take the pay cut. <laughs>
2: no, no, there's no way. Absolutely not. Yeah. All right. Final question. Let's squeeze it in. Can we squeeze it in, or sure. do we need to get to our next guest? Okay. Um, uh, the Powerball jackpot is now two point three billion dollars because the last drawing there were no winners. So I think there's another drawing tomorrow. Uh, what are you? There doing? was
4: a drawing last night that didn't get revealed to today. I don't know and if there were there's no any winners. There were no, I don't winners. Know. there were no winners. So it's
2: moving on to tomorrow. As I said, what are you guys doing with two billion dollars?
1: Uh, I'm buying all the Oreo cream
2: in the world. <laughs>
1: no, it's gonna sound stupid. But I would finally feel good about uh, buying an Apple Watch. (laughs) <laughs> you could just buy Apple. And you can finally afford it. I, I mean, I couldn't buy Apple for two billion, uh, no. but I don't know. Every time I go and I've prepared myself to buy one, I'm like, because I like Apple products, and I'm like, I, I can't spend that much on a watch that isn't like a fashion piece. Okay, I just can't do it. I would build the coolest music venue you've ever seen Ooh. in your life. That's what I would
3: do. Lightly headlight our whiskey's quicker. What constitutes summer. a
2: cool music venue? Is it? the view? Is it the surroundings? Uh, no,
3: it's, it, it would be the vibe. It would be all that kind of stuff. It would be a retractable roof. It would be all sorts of cool stuff.
1: Good beer selection. Great beer
3: selection. I love and it. Yeah, no, gu- no price gouging. Yeah, it would be really cool.
1: Mm. Yeah. You right. pass the savings on to the regular person?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Corpse Shasta wants to buy a McDonald's franchise that only sells McRibs and ice cream. <laughs> That's funny. That's a lot funny, of people yeah. said they would want to buy this station and or buy our show which I don't know if that means that we belong to them or what that means
4: I don't, I'd take half I can give you the number to our sales
2: department <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what? true
4: you could keep a billion and give the other billion to us even we'll make it deal. yeah
2: I, yes we will absolutely make that work uh, Jarrett Buble responds yeah Jarrett Buble responds uh, he would buy the station and change it to a 24-7 Christmas station but all of the songs are sung by Jarrett <laughs> <laughs>
4: Not a good investment.
2: Now, that's an idea I'm interested in. That would not be a
4: ratings bonanza,
2: like Christmas (laughs)
1: music usually is. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Thanks everybody who uh, participated in social studies this morning, as we do it every morning at 9 o'clock. Smashing Pumpkins, Jane's Addiction, coming to Footprint Center for the Spirits on Fire Tour, November 18th. Head to the contest page now at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. Coming up next, a recent article on USA Today.com's For the Win blog pinpointed two head coaches in the NFL who are incapable of change. We'll give you a guess on who one of them is, and we'll talk to the man who wrote that piece, Christian DeAndria, next. It's Pickley and Murata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Yeah, we continue on the Tuesday edition of Bickley and Murata Mornings. Cardinals getting ready
1: for the Rams on Sunday. Another one of those quote-unquote must-wins. Uh, both teams really feeling it right now. Uh, here to talk to us about the Arizona Cardinals and head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Wrote an interesting piece on For the Win at USA.com. Christian DeAndre joins us here on the Arizona Sportsline. Christian, thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate it.
5: Oh, happy to be here, fellas. How are you doing today?
1: Doing well. Uh, The gist of your article, and it's not only about Cliff Kingsbury, it's also about Josh McDaniels of the Raiders, two coaches that faced off early this year, but uh, inability to change. Uh, For those who haven't read the article, can you elaborate a little bit on that?
5: Yeah, I mean, Cliff and McDaniels can generate impressive game plans when it comes time to, to adjust or to turn. I mean, they're, they're piloting these old timey railroad, uh, engines, right? They can't turn on a dime. They can't adjust. they, Really cave into the momentum around them, and it's crushing both these guys now. McDaniel's—you see it in game to game. He's blown three different seventeen nothing leads over the course of the season. He's only played eight games. That's stunning. With Cliff, it's more of a season-long thing, and we've seen his collapse. Today is actually the event horizon day for Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, the last two seasons, not including twenty twenty-two, he is thirteen and three before November eighth and six and twelve after November eighth. I mean it's just his collapses have become the kind of thing you can set your watch by and now this year he doesn't have that cushion he had in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty, and his seat is getting hotter and hotter even though he signed a contract extension way back in
3: and yeah, it's a contract extension. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to any of us here in Arizona and hasn't from the moment it happened. But it's uh, I think you build a very compelling case. For, and it's it's a very uh, it's it's a very accurate portrayal of what we're all watching. Uh, you've also got some interesting um, some interesting numbers regarding Kyler Murray's regression, which we've also seen with our own eyes. Tell us what you found about that.
5: Yeah, with Murray, you can blame some of it on not having DeAndre Hopkins around, but the fact of the matter is, he hasn't been appreciably better with Newt back in the lineup. Uh, the last three games, his average pass has only gone 6.6 yards downfield. He's throwing a lot of checkdowns. His game plan looks a lot more like Kenny Pickett's or Taylor Heineke's than a guy who was an MVP front runner or the first half of last season. Uh, it's just been a very unimaginative game plan that Kingsbury has been cooking up for him. And a big part of that is this blocking. Now, if you go to PFF, if you go to uh, the Athletics' Ben Baldwin, they both say that this Cardinals team has actually an above-average pass blocking. But what we saw in Week 9 was the Seahawks were getting to Murray. They were making him uncomfortable with a lot of four-man fronts. This wasn't blitzes. Uh, this was just standard Four guys up front, coverage in the backfield, and they were getting to Murray. They were making his life uncomfortable. That's what we've seen a lot of in 2022. He's got, he's had less time in the pocket. He's getting sacked more often. And things just aren't really clicking for him. And it, part of the reason there too is that uh, this team just doesn't have the targets it needs. And you know, there's hope Hollywood Brown would be that guy. Obviously, he's hurt. There's hope Robbie Anderson can spark something in this team's deep game, but. So far, Robbie's been a non-factor. There's just no time to throw, no time to get the ball downfield and to make magic happen the vertical way that Cliff Kingsbury is known
1: for. Yeah, Christian D'Andrea from uh, For the Win at USA com, our guest here on Arizona Sports. Uh, that subject that you just brought up on Kyler Murray and the depth of pass, the average yards per attempt, He's a, he averaged five yards per attempt, a season low against Seattle. And we were having the discussion earlier on on our show today, Christian, about You know, there's five eligible receivers on every play uh, up to that. There's different routes that are run. I don't think Cliff Kingsbury is calling five or designing plays with five routes that are all horizontal. Kyler, Kyler Murray is, you know, delivering the ball and throwing a lot of those horizontal passes, checkdowns, wide receiver screens. When you watch the Cardinals, how much do you pin that on the game plan and the lack of creativity or flexibility by Cliff Kingsbury? And how much ultimately falls on the quarterback and where he's delivering the ball?
5: I mean, it's obviously a shared responsibility. Uh, I think the fact of the matter is there aren't the, the personnel isn't there to get open downfield, yeah. which is the problem. Uh, but when you get into the third and long situations that the Cardinals faced readily uh, in Week 9, I mean, that they trailed 17-14, right? Their first possession after Geno Smith takes the lead back. Their response drive goes quarterback run, handoff, and then a third and eight check down that, that worked, then a sack. It just, it just, There wasn't a lot of opportunity for Murray to look downfield because opponents were ready for it. The Seahawks were waiting for it. They kept two high safeties. They didn't have to worry about creating openings by blitzing because they were creating enough pressure up front with just four guys. So I, I think, yeah, Murray's regression is part of his own. He has to own that. But Kingsbury, inability, his inability to scheme guys open downfield. Regardless of the personnel, is a major, major failing in 2022.
3: Yeah, no doubt. It's, it seems to me that that uh, opposing defenses have kind of solved what this offense is all about, and it doesn't uh-huh. seem to be evolving. And and okay, you couple that with with the lack of adjustments, and this is what you're watching. Do you get that idea from from you know honing in on the Cardinals that there's not a lot of surprises left in this offense?
5: Yeah, absolutely. I think that teams know what they're getting from Cliff Kingsbury at this point. And he's come out with something new each season that starts off hot, right? In 2019, he was able to get out to a better than expected start because he had Kyler Murray and, and they were working together in 2020. It seemed like he'd made the leap. In 2021, this team was genuinely great. And then other teams make those adjustments Cliff can't keep up. He doesn't do the same. And yes, obviously injuries and, and personnel changes have made a big, big impact there. But other teams have to deal with the same exact issues, and they handle those so much better than Cliff does. Asking him to make in-season adjustments has been a Herculean task. It's been such a problem for these Cardinals that, yet yeah, by the time you get to Week 11, Week 12, Week 13, opposing defenses have figured out the Cardinals –
3: and they know exactly how to beat them. And we're watching this dink and dunk offense and it it's just maddening. And yet it also seems to be a league-wide trend. Do you, do you see this elsewhere across the NFL just the, you know, the two high safeties making everything happen in front of you and and what is that doing to the aesthetics of the game in your opinion?
5: I mean, it's a little more boring, and we can kind of blame you know Patrick Mahomes for that because Mahomes, you know, the the read on him was like, okay, we're going to blitz him, we're going to stop mine line of scrimmage, and that yeah. never worked. Yeah. And when you have mobile guys like Mahomes, like Kyler Murray, those blitzes, when you don't have the safety help behind you, and these guys can escape and just launch darts downfield, oh, then you are in real, real trouble. So what are teams doing instead? Okay, we're going to trust our guys up front. We're going to build a deep pass rushing rotation like the. 49ers do, and we're going to trust our deep safeties to cover up our cornerbacks, and that that works. I mean, the nine, San Francisco 49ers don't have a sexy defense, but they have a very viable defense. They're able to paper over Jimmy Garoppolo's flaws because they can keep two guys beat downfield. They can avoid getting burned, and that's. Yeah, we're going back to the old days of Tampa two because Tampa two works. Everything's cyclical in the NFL mm-hmm. to a, to an extent, and we're seeing that again. And I'm sure that one team is going to find a way to torch the two deep safety defenses again. We're going to see another shift in philosophy, and we're going to go through this all again in about five
1: ten years. Let's hope. But you're just saying it won't be Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate it. It's like, hey, Frank
5: Reich's out there. I mean, he can uh, he can handle a quarterback who can run a few RPOs. You can handle a traditional back quarterback. You can give you what you need. Maybe Frank Reich's your guy. Maybe Eric Biennium's your guy. There are a lot of candidates out there right now in Cliff's seat right now we- is very, very want.
3: We'll take a Sean Payton to go if you don't mind. I just don't <laughs> think he wants any part of this quarterback, but we'll see. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Christian. Christian DeAndrea for the win. USAtoday.com put together a very, uh, very good piece. You can read it there. Uh, you can also text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620, 620 right now. Coming up next, it's Tuesday, 930. You know what that means. Mustache. Oh, brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mustache. Oh, Not brother. A mustache. Is next. A Pickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. <laughs> Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford.
2: Welcome on back to Bickley and Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We are speeding through our poll question, guys, so that we can get to mustache, not a mustache. It's Arizona... important stuff. Exactly. Yeah. ArizonaSports.com for the poll question. And it's not terribly different from something we asked in social studies 30 minutes ago. Yep. Who should get the most Blame, guys, for the Cardinals' 3-6 and six start to the season. Steve Keim, Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, or other? I'll stay
1: consistent. We both went with uh, a choice that was evident on uh, social studies,
2: not on this poll. It's other. It's Michael Bidwell. You agree with that, Vic? Yeah, I do. Let's get these results show up, please. All right, 52% of the vote says Cliff Kingsbury gets the most blame. 27% to Kyler Murray, 18% to Steve Keim, 3% to other. I wonder how different it would be if Bidwell's name had been listed. Probably look a lot like the social studies question. Perhaps. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since they're basically exactly the same. There you go. Thank you, Sarah. Thank Today's
1: Sanderson Port poll question. You can vote on it right now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com.
4: Mustache, not a mustache. A
0: mustache, a mustache, a mustache, big mustache, big mustache, my mustache, your mustache, say the word, the word mustache, a mustache, a mustache. Okay, so this is about mustaches.
4: Oh, it is election day, and the people have voted. They've made their voice heard. They want more mustache-related game shows on the radio. So we are here wow, I didn't to know that give I was that on the proposition. Well, it's America's fastest-growing facial-related quiz sensation. It is mustache. Not a, Not a mustache. mustache. It is mustache, oh, brother, as it's now <laughs> going to be called. And. I will be playing a soundbite from a movie, a TV show, a song, or an interview, and Bickley Morada will have to tell me whether the person talking or singing has a mustache or does not have a mustache. You can get a bonus point if they correctly identify the person. First one the ten wins in today's theme because there's been such a lot of bad news lately. Bad news with the Cardinals and how they're playing. Injury news with Buddha Baker. Injury news with Cam Johnson and Chris Paul. We want to be happy. So all the clues today will have something to do with smiling. Wow. Smiling. Not where I thought we were going. Yes. Then. All right. There's not a lot of songs about voting and elections or else that might have been it, but this is all smile-based, smile happy-based <laughs> smile happy clues. Okay. Vince, would you like to go first or second? I will let uh, Dan go first. Dan, then you will get this clue to start. It's you
0: and me forever.
3: Uh, so I I'm assuming you're talking about Daryl Hall because John yes. Oates has a fabulous does, mustache. But, but Daryl Hall, not a mustache.
4: You got that correct. Hall and Oates, but that was Hall. Yes. Sarah, you ever heard that song before? I'm guessing you have. A, a few times, yeah. 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 Was that ah. featured in your wedding? No. Oh, it wasn't. All right. Dan, uh Vince? A lot yeah. of Lil
2: John. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is The Killers, Brandon Flowers. He's the kind of guy that goes
4: to different looks. I'm going to say not a mustache. Yeah, you got that correct. Okay. Two points for you. All right. All right. Two, two. Dan Bickley. He comes at me with a knife.
0: Why so serious? He sticks the blade in my mouth. Let's put a smile on that face.
4: Heath Ledger. Not a mustache. That is correct. Only one Joker ever has had a mustache and that was Cesar, Cesar Romero. Romero. Yeah. Yes, and they put makeup over. Wasn't that funny how he, he yeah. He refused so to bizarre. shave his mustache for so the unbelievable. role. Couldn't get another guy to play that part. Well, it was he was good though. He was good. That was a different he, kind. He of was role. no Heath Ledger though. No. All right. Uh What's your name? Yeah,
1: me.
0: <laughs> Vince Marada. <laughs>
5: This is the North Pole. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. No, it's not. Where's the snow? Why are you smiling like that? I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite.
4: <laughs> That's Will Farrell, an elf, uh, not a mustache. That is correct. <laughs> Good start to the game for everybody so far. All right, yeah. uh, Dan Bickley.
5: Here's a little song I wrote You might want to sing it Note for note Don't worry
2: Be happy
3: Uh, That would be Bobby McFerrin Mustache. You got it. You got it. Pulled it out there. Clutch, those type
4: of clutch performances we'd love to see. I almost said Darren McFadden. (laughs) Darren Irvin. (laughs) Who is Darren Darren McFadden? Was a running back? Yeah. Yeah, running back. All right. Vinny? Yes.
0: And I can't sing! No kidding!
3: <laughs>
4: uh, that is uh, Barry Manilow, not a mustache. Barry Manilow, not a mustache. You've got it. <laughs> Perfect score so far for both of you. 6-6. Six,
1: six. That's because we're just such generally happy people. We're doing good at this subject. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know. Big uh, smile, guys. Dan? Mm-hmm.
3: More than happy. Oh, I'd be more than happy to do that. How can you be more than happy? To me, this sounds like a dangerous mental condition.
0: We had to put Dave in the mental home. He was... More than happy.
3: <laughs> uh, that'd be the funny Carlin. That would be George
4: Carlin. <laughs> my Uncle George. Your Uncle George mustache. You got it. Well done. He was great. <laughs> All right, uh, Dan. I mean Vince. <laughs> you are saying so- it. I keep doing that. Vince, All right, Vinny, Johnny, like me do you and got- my kids. Cameron, I mean Cole. I mean
0: <laughs> I do that with my kids too. Yeah,
4: this, it's and the- I only got two of them. Yeah. yeah. I'm bad. All right. Vinny? Mm-hmm. You would fight me. Are you a man who once said death smiles at us all? All a man can do is smile back.
1: Uh, I'm thinking that's uh,
4: Russell Crowe mustache. That is correct. Good. From Gladiator. Yes. As he's being sort of interrogated by Joaquin Phoenix.
1: We are, are we are very much in danger of having a delayed tiebreaker. I'm just putting that all right, right there. It's <laughs> All
4: right. Here we go.
3: I have no idea. Not a mustache.
4: Not a mustache is correct. No guess on the no the guess. voice there. No guess. Wow. Michael Jackson. That was Michael Jackson. That was Michael Jackson. I was
1: That's gonna get. Like, I was like, why are you putting Natalie Cole in mustache? <sighs> not a mustache. Yeah, I thought it was.
4: Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> for the win. So much for that tiebreaker. Uh, well, you never. You never know.
0: Yeah. Oh, when you.
1: Armstrong, not a mustache. BJ Armstrong,
2: do, 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 do. Keith Armstrong, Lance Armstrong. Oh.
4: <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> you got it. And you are the winner. Why'd you keep playing it? <laughs> because I like that uh <laughs> scatting at the beginning there. ba doo doo. Good game of even mustache. Not a mustache. Well played, and I apologize for picking an obscure Michael Jackson song, but I thought his voice was... What would. song was that? It's it's an old... He, he was covering a very old Charlie Chaplin song, of all things, but I, I thought his voice was, you know, noticeable. Yeah, yeah. yeah whatever.
1: <laughs> we'll end this train right next. Particularly Murata Mornings.
0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. And Marada. Song of the day.
1: Do you remember this song, Bick?
3: I don't know. Let's fast a little bit.
1: Oh. I don't. This is the rare '80s song that I have no recollection of from the '80s. The reason why I'm playing it is called uh, Election Day. So Today, you know, go, get out there and vote if you haven't already. Yeah, um, but uh, it's by the band Arcadia, which was like an offshoot project of Duran Duran. Apparently this, and I, I fancy myself as knowing a lot of dumb stuff from the '80s. Mm-hmm. This song went to number six on the Billboard Hot 100 wow. in 1985, and I don't remember. I don't remember it at neither all. Do I? How about that? Maybe it's because it's not a very good song. <laughs> There's a reason why this didn't crack the uh, the rotation for Duran Duran. They had they had other bops and jams to choose from. How about that? Yeah. I don't like. Well, they're song. the Hall of Famers, Duran Duran. Yeah, they had just They're had the whole in today. the Rock and Roll oh. Hall of Fame. That was this week, right? Yeah, yeah, they were just inducted. The Dolly song is bad. Dolly Parton is now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. By the way, she fought it all those years, and she finally relented, and now she's in. Yay! We <laughs> all love Dolly Parton. Uh, there you go. There's today. Duran
3: Duran, by the way, uh, set a world record for
4: the most guys with the last name of Taylor in a band. You would think that they would have set their record for most guys named Duran. Well, you would think so. <laughs> but there's so. not That's any. not the case. Yeah.
1: Roberto Duran! Roger
3: Taylor played drums. Andy Taylor played guitar. And the great John Taylor, one of the greatest bassists
1: ever, played bass. Duh! <laughs> uh, Duran Duran also set a record for uh, pissing me off more than any band in junior high because every girl I went to school with was oh, totally in love with them. how about it? And I was like, oh, What about? Simon what bon? about me?
4: Yeah. <laughs> also, to what be fair, me? I think there were three Gibbs in the Bee Gees. Yeah, but those Taylors are not brothers. Oh. Oh, they're not? Mm-mm. I think that is, them, I think that is crazy. Are. But, one of, but one of them's not. One of them's not. Wow.
1: And Bick also said the record for the most Taylors in a band, not the most Gibbs in a band. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Pay attention, Jared. There you go.
0: There's today's song of the day. Spickley and Murata going off the grid. Off green. the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Yesterday
1: might have been the greatest day in the history of basketball for pudgy players because George Niang had seven three-pointers against the Suns. And Luka Doncic, the Mavericks won again by two, and he's over 39 straight games. like another streak-based Vinnie Joe trivia question for you. All right. Forget this 30-point nonsense. How about 40 points. Can you name the only three players in NBA history to have streaks of more than five games surpassing 40 or more points? Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain did it several times, including two different streaks of 14 games. Oh, that's crazy. That's really crazy. And another streak of 10. The other two guys each did it once, over five, and they were each nine-game streaks. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan has won. Mm. Steph Curry. Great guess, but no. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant of, course. of course. Oh. Okay. The I mean going back to the Wilt Chamberlain aspect of that, he still to this day has skewed the record books for scoring. It's it's the most skewed records
4: in the history of any major sport. Don't you agree? Babe Ruth's home run totals when he played compared to everybody else is sort not, of you But I'm not talking about
1: when he played I'm talking about still to this day Wilt, Ch- Wilt Chamberlain averaged 50 points a game for this a season which is yeah that's just nobody's going to touch
0: those you numbers can't even fathom that I
1: no I know yeah um anyway uh other basketball news we uh, during the course of the show today from Brian Windhorst got no uh, news that uh, Cam Johnson didn't he- d- indeed have surgery didn't go for the full surgery. Went nope. for the snip of yep. the, the meniscus. Timetable one to two months. You've got further information on that? Brian
3: Windhurst also tweeted out that Cam Johnson? He uh, underwent a similar procedure on the other knee in 2017 at North Carolina and he missed five weeks. So that's encouraging. Cam
0: Johnson. Cam. Uh, Cam Johnson? Uh, Context, Gambo. <laughs> it is just the
4: greatest. It's the greatest sound ever. It is, should I play the whole thing again? Yeah, I'll play it again.
5: For oh, sure. Cam Johnson. I'm oh, sorry? Cam
4: Johnson. Cam Johnson? Yes. North context, Carolina. please, Gambo. Context, Gambo. The Suns are going to take Cam Johnson. Okay. <laughs> you
1: know what I love? Hearing it back now and hearing it again, I love... That Gambo says the name Cam Johnson like he's hosting a spelling bee. He does, yeah. And then when you guys ask for a context, he kinda gives the sentence like
4: can you can you use it in a sentence? The, the suns, suns will take Cam, <laughs> Cam Johnson. Johnson because if you if you remember, because you were <laughs> <the> greatest, <laughs> you were part of the broadcast as well. Yeah, we were. He did it the pick before the Suns. it's not like the Suns were on the clock yeah. and he said it. So nobody knew what the heck was going on. And I believe That's it was the same draft as Cam, uh, another Cam, Cam Reddish, maybe? I believe it was the Cam So, w- so when he said that, everybody was like, wait, do you mean Cam Reddish? I think that was part of the confusion. Audio gold. And I'm going to say Gambo
1: mustache. Cam <laughs> Johnson. Uh, well, we kind of broke it down earlier on this Cam Johnson front. Five weeks, six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is. That, that, that appears to be the mm-hmm. limit. Uh, there will be an acclimation period to get him back. I think the the Suns and Cam Johnson himself Probably chose the better route for both parties, considering what's at stake for yeah. both. Yep. Um, but four weeks to 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 six weeks to eight weeks can be a very long time. Oh yeah. For the Suns, if they don't get better production from the guys that are trying to pick up some of the no doubt Cam Johnson, no doubt.
2: I mean that almost brings us to Christmas if it's six weeks. Yeah. And and I'm sure it's
3: I'm sure there's going to be a slow recovery on the back end because sure. Cam Johnson's not going to want to push that. Not a contract year. He's got a like I said the mental hurdle. I'm glad he's gone through this. That makes me,
4: so he knows what this is all about. Yeah, ironically, he's going to come back and come off the bench probably. <laughs> yeah, maybe. After all this. Maybe. Uh, Innings Festival is Back! I'm a back. two-day festival
1: featuring Green Day, Eddie Vetter, Leaser, the Offspring, and so much more returns to Tempe Beach Park, February 25th and 26th of next year. Tickets just went on sale. You can head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. That is going to do it for us. Thanks to Shane Doan. Thanks to Christian DeAndrea Thanks to you for hanging out with us. We always appreciate the support and the listenership. We'll do it again tomorrow morning at 6. Wolf and Luke are up next
0: here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great day, everybody.